And welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. We are still talking about Jon Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man, back where it all began. And we have our guest with us again, Lorraine Dom Milligan from Legible Scrawl. Welcome back. Hi, Lorraine. Hello. Thank you so much for sticking with us another round. Today, we are digging into Minute 15, which starts with Rhodey in a drunken tirade and ends with Tony respectfully doing something. Not sure what, but something. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's an amazing cliffhanger. (laughs) It really is. What is it? What is it? As we were talking about yesterday, this uh, minute, it has a, it has a, uh, a certain tone to it. I think certainly the extended version of this scene, I would say, is a little more painful to watch. What do you guys think? The extended scene is definitely uh, ranks more grody as far as flight attendants as objects versus people. It gets cleaned up a little bit in the... Um, the, the theatrical cut? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but at the same time, you sort of feel like any flight attendant who is okay with working on a plane that has a retractable dancing pole perhaps <laughs> is is making a lifestyle choice. <laughs> and right. I, I won't shame her for that. I am sure that I laughed in the theater when I saw this. I I find it really hard to laugh right now, but I think the the effect is the same. Like it's just showcasing how gross this this lifestyle is. Like you like you're saying it's gross for for Rhodey and Tony. The thing that that maybe is the 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 grossest for me is not the fact that they're doing it. It's not the fact that there is this whole atmosphere that they've set up to to be this kind of club scene this dance scene that's just it's very sexual and kind of overtly kind of hormonal it's the fact that Rhodes and Tony aren't paying attention to it you know what i mean like that's like a layer of offense on top of offense as the camera pulls back the the women are dancing here and Rhodes and Tony are just talking and i don't know what is the environment supposed to be is it a show yes. for them? And in the the extended scene, we get to see that it's much more of a dance for service, like for services, you know, expected. Right. Yeah. It, it ends up having that that strip club yeah. vibe, you know, where they're casually watching, but also in the middle of a conversation. And so it ends up feeling pretty gross and it's frustrating. And it's so much worse in the extended version mm-hmm. When, you know, Trixie sits on Tony's lap and uh, ties his uh, tie around his eyes and and takes him for a turn down service. It's like, oh, wow, really? Yeah. And then the other two end up with Rhodey and it's like, man, I don't know. I'm not sure. Tell us all about all the planes you fly. Yeah. Like, and what does he what does Rhodey yeah. try to say like he has a line like have you ever seen a like a, a b1 bomber or something and it's yeah. it just yeah. reeks of just like you don't know how to play this game man. you are you are not <laughs> equipped to be in this situation <laughs> I, I think uh-huh. it was supposed to be an anatomy joke yeah that oh yeah just it just flopped. landed hard <laughs> 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 It had a soft landing. It was, <laughs> it was <Yeah>. not good. <laughs> Ouch. 
at least the three actresses who play the flight attendants got more lines and got a little more to do, I guess. I guess that's the win, if there's anything, by watching the extended version. But it's it is bittersweet that they were then cut. I I don't know. Is that insult to injury? Yes. Well, to betray my gender on this uh, next point, I I do feel like it was just meant to show Tony's extraness again. You know, it's not one flight attendant, it's three. Yeah. They know his taste, so apparently this has happened before. The the dancing pole is is very uh gadgety, you know, if you want to call it that. <laughs> so I mean it, it makes sense. It's just not something that I enjoy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. The extended version, this scene comes to an end, which I, I have to chuckle at when I watch it. It's it's like the next morning, I guess you could say, or later on the flight as far as uh, it goes. Um, Rhodey has a terrible hangover. And Tony is wearing just the most pompous robe that I have ever seen. <laughs> yes. it, is, it is so bad with his hair slicked back. I mean, this is the epitome yeah. of that pompous playboy who has flight attendants uh, who he sleeps with on his plane. It's like he, it was a gift from Hugh Hefner. Totally. <laughs> yeah. so. And then he's eating all those pastries and it's just, he looks sticky and there's all that sticky uh, food. Just, and just uh, gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But okay. So, so in the, in the film though, if you remove the extended scene, so we have our two guys and, uh, the plane, we cut to the plane flying and then we are in Afghanistan. We are at Bagram Air Base, which, uh, is an actual place, uh, although we're not actually there in the film. They are, of course, still at Edwards Air Force Base, which is, which is just fantastic. A great use of, of locations over and over again. <laughs> That's right. Everybody turn around. That's pretty much what they did. They turn around <laughs> yeah. and there are mountains. Behind them is that building. And, and if you look closely at it, you can you can kind of tell the digital work on the scene is a little rough with some of those mountains um, that are behind them. It's, it's kind of like the desert line. And then the bluish yes. mountains kind of going up yeah. behind them. So it's, it's not as clean as I think they could have be making it uh, nowadays. I'm surprised they didn't throw a little uh, set decoration on there. The actual Air Force Base has, I guess, a ton of destroyed and mangled old Soviet and Afghan airplanes and stuff. And I think that would have been cool to see. Oh, yeah, that would have been neat. I wonder if that would have been one of those things where they're like, you know, it might make people like raise too many questions. Like, was there a war here? Yeah, right. That's a really good point because they did, right? I mean, that's what those are from. <laughs> yeah, right. There was a war there. Right. <laughs> it was a very different context. <laughs> There's always been a war. Exactly, there. yeah. Um, he gets off the plane, uh, Tony gets off the plane, and he meets General Gabriel, played by Bill Smitrovich, who, man, is this guy one of those faces who has just been everywhere. I have been seeing him since the 80s, uh, but, man, really, the 90s was when he really seemed to be in a lot of stuff that I was watching. And Life Goes On, the TV show, like, I watch that all the time, and I know him, I think, probably the most from that show of all places. You know, he was, wasn't he dad? Yes, yes. Did you ever watch that show, Lorraine? I did not. What? Oh. What? I'm shocked and awed. I know. I know. <laughs> missed out. It was a it was a great show. 
I, I loved it. And yes, he was dad. And it's so funny because I, I never have put two and two together when I see him as the general. But I always feel like when I see him, like there are some actors who play generals and they look like really gruff generals. And he's one of those guys who I see and he fits in the role of general, but he always seems like a nice general. <laughs> Oh, he's a general of a paperwork and a general. <laughs> <laughs> we think that the guy behind him, the Afghan soldier, we think that uh, the one with the big, uh, the big beard yeah. and the hair is David Yukon. He's uncredited, so it's not confirmed. But looking around, that seems to be who people think he is. A little bit of ADR dialogue with with Tony. And then um, I, the other actor, I couldn't figure out who uh, was playing him. An unknown unfortunately. But uh, there are a lot of unknowns here, a lot of extras running around here at the base. I love the base. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the extended sequence? Because the landing at the base is it, it actually gives us a, some nice color and context to what they were seeing and a little bit of pomp and circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. So he gets off the plane and he's greeted. And in the extended sequence, they then go into, you know, we get to see this nice low camera tracking across and we see that the Air Force Honor Guard is actually meeting them in addition to all the, the you know, the base soldiery that are there shaking hands and saluting. And uh, the Honor Guard does their full routine with the with the rifles and the the saber guard comes down the middle and they they do the the full precision uh rifle routine which i just adore i mean i i think it's just such a neat uh showcase of fine movements and uh i love the sound that comes with it and i'm very disappointed that they cut it it's one of those things where i watch it and i'm like well this is one of those things that they filmed yeah <laughs> with no intention for the of deleted scene it, because, yeah right <laughs> holy cow a minute and a half of watching the drill team uh, yeah. flipping their guns around but you know what it reminded me of what did it remind you guys of oh uh now i don't know you put me on the spot lorraine does it remind you of anything any other movie the one it reminds me of the most is one probably very few people have seen, which is uh, The Lord's Discipline. Oh, totally. A terrible movie made from a wonderful book. I I haven't even heard of that movie, so I that's not what it was reminding <laughs> oh, me of. Yeah. I was thinking of the opening of A Few Good Men, because this is exactly how it opens. Yeah, oh. it, it has a more deserving place in A Few Good Men, too. Well, and it's the opening credits, yeah. and it's shot so much better. Yeah. This is right. not shot very well. It's pretty boring to watch. Well, it's one of those things. Like, you know they did it as a as a nod to the Air Force that, thank you for letting us use this, and here are some people who are going to get a kick out of being in a deleted scene in a movie. Exactly. But right. I still thought it was cool. I always wonder what the work and the uh, cost is to film something like that and then not use it. Uh, yeah, and, and I think a lot of that stuff. I mean, they, they're the Air Force base is letting them use their place and they're casting a lot of the extras from their people and i feel like some things like that they're like you know what they're going to want us to film their honor guard it'll take us a couple hours we'll get it we probably won't use it but at least it'll please them and i feel like it's just one of those things that if 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 it's something that you can you do to placate them in order to secure a location a little better then it's probably may end up being worth it you know totally yeah, yeah. grease the skids baby exactly uh, at the Air Force Base here, we have the Boeing C-17 Globemaster III in the background there. Uh, and plus, there's a Boeing Vertol CH-46 Sea Knight, a Lockheed Martin F-16 Fighting Falcon, and the Sikorsky CH-53E Super Stallion all in the background. Not to mention tons of Humvees, a stack of missiles. I think that you can see the Jericho right there 
And uh, it looks like kind of a local transport vehicle kind of rolling through there. I, it didn't look like an actual military vehicle. It's kind of that cheap looking Jeep thing with a bunch of people standing in the back. <laughs> I liked how all the plane names sounded like high school football teams. <laughs> I'd like to say I knew all of that, but I actually found it all from the, you know, the Internet Movie Database turned people into like fans of finding things and, and logging things because they're, not only is there the Internet Movie Firearms Database and the Internet Movie Car Database, but there's the Internet Movie Airplane Database, which is where I found all of that. Yes. So that's all there. And of course, Tony's plane. And is that... Is that his, uh, I was trying to look at the side of the stairs and I, I couldn't decide if that's his uh, crest again, his his uh, family crest, or if that's something for the Air Force. But I don't I'm know. I'm guessing it's the Air I Force. I was looking at that too, because there are a bunch of them. Uh, there, I know it, you know what, it's the seals of all of the branches of the military. Uh, I think we have the Air Force seal with the wings and there's a Marine seal. There's one with like a moon like a half moon. That's yeah. the good night moon seal. Uh, it's uh, it's all very official. The good night moon. Yeah, the, the official. <laughs> good, yes, the good night moon <laughs> official seal. Of the uh, good night moon. Good night moon. Good night, Bagram. Good night, room. Good night, Bagram. This, the shot when he's uh, getting off the plane, though, is a great one where you can kind of see that funky tail of the plane where it does look like it's there's an intake for a little funky tail engine there. It's so cool. It's much cooler on the ground than it is in the air, weirdly. At least this shot. I love this yeah. plane. It's a great one. But then we get to the ultimate weapons demonstration hero shot and cliffhanger for this minute. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, we cut to uh, the location that we're at. We're now um, over at the Kunar province, which is where we were at the beginning of the film. And again, this is Lone Pine, uh, California, by the Alabama Hills, where uh, Tony is standing. And uh, I wanted to talk about time for a quick minute. We talked a little bit about how long it took to fly over and everything. In the script, it said that they leave at 2 p.m. In the, uh, I think somewhere in the deleted scene, he's, he says, you know, it's, it's 11 a.m. You know, that means it's 11 p.m. there or whatever. And one of the flight attendants says, good morning. Right, right, exactly. Okay, so just logistically, I'm just trying to sort through this to see if it makes any sense. So if they leave at 2 o'clock and say, you know, say that he's gotten this plane where he's getting there in 13 hours, let's just say. So if they take off at, uh, well, let's say 1.30, they're going to get to uh, Bagram Air Base in, at 2.30 LA time, which in, you know, it's 11 and a half hours time difference. I don't know how you get a half hour different in time zones, but it is. It's 11 and a half hour difference from LA. So that means they're arriving at 2 p.m. on day two. Going to the Kunar province is uh, from Bagram Air Base. It's, it's a little ways away. So say that it takes them 30 minutes to get organized. It's a three and a half hour drive, basically, to from Bagram to the border of Kunar province. And then say they go another hour or a half hour into it. That puts it at 630 on day two. They do a test for an hour, get back on the road, uh, say it's 730. That's 8 a.m. L.A. time on day two. And that's when they get attacked. And so 36 hours, which we know at the beginning of the film says 36 hours earlier, that would be about eight o'clock, which I guess works for the award ceremony, right? Eight o'clock. PM the night before. PM day zero. Day it zero. Would be Thirty six right. hours. A day and a half before. So eight PM that would work for an award ceremony and when he's gambling. Okay, right? 
but all that makes sense. Well, it, it does. Although let's go. Can we skip forward again or back forward, back forward, back again to the actual <laughs> weapons demo? You said the weapons demo, they would be uh, what time would that be in Afghanistan? Well, and OK, so this is this is uh, something that maybe we should talk about uh, in our next minute because we we do get a phone call. Right. Right. But I, I don't know so about we that, save yet. that for next minute. I'm just looking at where the sun is. Like you just said, I thought it was six, seven o'clock. Well, six thirty p.m., which it does seem it awfully seems late. Awfully to late. Me. What it, that it should be awfully late, and yet that sun is very, very high. I mean, just by the shadows, I understand it's hot. Yeah, but it's like a midday sun. Those shadows aren't very long mm. on the rocks. By and they aren't very long. I'm just saying, this is the stuff for a movie by minute podcast. Yeah, and looking <laughs> at Tony, I mean, it's it's not toppy. But it's it's definitely hitting him from one side. What latitude is the Kumar province? Because hmm. hmm. that would at thirty four point eight four degrees north, seventy one point zero nine degrees east. <laughs> uh, right, we've got Let's some work to do, people. The specific position <laughs> that the sun was. <laughs> Internet movie time zone sun. Internet movie database. Uh, yes, for sunrise and sunset. <laughs> Internet, come on. Well, we will continue deliberating on this. We've got a couple more minutes where we've got some scenes that play with this. So we'll we'll keep stewing on this and see if we can figure some, get some more clues and figure it out. Another key thing that's introduced here, first of all, you've got this fantastic scene with Tony. I think it's a great cut, again, to him isolated, standing in front of the mountain range and just kind of delivering his pitch, which is just so beautifully written. Is it better to be feared or respected? I say, is it too much to ask for both? I mean, he's got such a cocky swagger, Yeah, the way that he does this it. This is his Make America Great Again speech. It really is. Right? This is the Make America Great Again speech. They say the best weapon is one yeah. you never have to fire. I respect, that's, and that's, that's the end of our get, Right. But this is the introduction of the repulsor technology. He, he talks about their proprietary repulsor technology in the Stark yeah. Industries Freedom Line. And that... Okay, I just have to ask, though, what in this was the repulsor doing? That's a great question. I don't know. You can kind of see it. It's glowing in the nose of each of the little Jericho pods. I think the repulsor technology, because that's what he uses. He, he'll he develop that. Tony develops the repulsor technology to fly to, I mean, that's what he has in his hands yeah. and in his feet. And so he's repulsing himself along. And so potentially it's also repulsing the missile to yeah, actually like, make it the, fly. The propulsive force right. for the missile. But I was wondering if that's one of the ways that they it has such a massive explosion is that when it actually hits, it's more akin to the repulsor that it comes out of his hands when he's using it as a weapon. Like it actually hits and blows stuff up. That's possible. We'll have to talk about that more tomorrow, though. I wouldn't know because I haven't exactly. seen that many. Yet. <laughs> All right. It's just conjecture at this point. It's just <laughs> conjecture. We assume Tony has one hell of a display We'll find out yeah. tomorrow. If he were to build an Iron Man suit, he would probably have uh, weapons in the hands. <laughs> and it would be the best one. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. Um, what, uh, you know, I just have to jump back real quick to the airplane uh, real quick because there's one note that I had that I just I laugh at now. <laughs> and I'll probably stare at this every time I watch the minute when when we are um, on Tony and Rhodey as they're drunk under this TV screen and the camera slowly pulls back. You see a blanket thrown over the side of the couch that has embroidered on it the word Stark. And I just have to say, that 
looks like some of the sloppiest <laughs> embroidery I've ever seen. All of the cloth around it is so pinched <laughs> in. It's like... <laughs> I just <laughs> you're totally right. <laughs> it's so sloppy. It was done by this machine that just take no account for the fabric, it's, Andy. It's, it's it's done by the machine that they use to sew the like the name on the back of your Mickey That's Mouse right. ears. That's <laughs> It's what Happy got for his 10-year anniversary. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Tony, what a giver. Um well, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else that uh, with this minute? It's it's a it's a fun filled minute. I am dying to see how this weapons <laughs> demo turns out. Yes, Lorraine. Thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you? I can be found at uh, Legible Scrawl and Monday Matinee for more of my melodious voice. And if you care to hear about me and my battles with writer block, you can go to tickledink.blogspot. Fantastic. Well, let's uh, put a fork in it for today. Uh, That's it for today's show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. If you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff in return, why don't you become a patron over at patreon.com slash thenextreel. Until next time, true believers. True believers.